something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news, sensational, irrational. It's Wedding Confessionals. Welcome to another episode of Wedding Confessionals. I'm Brooke. And I'm Pam. And the only thing we love more than weddings is talking about weddings. Pammy and I are, um, well, you've got Ruth on your lap. We'll see how long this lasts. I know. She's really into you. She's she's my buddy. Yeah, it's our our, our third co-host is Ruth, <laughs> our my doggy. Um, so Pammy, today, yeah. um, before we get started, just wanted to remind everybody to give us five stars and a fun rating review on Apple Podcast, right? Yeah, entertain us. Yes, and also <laughs> uh, more than any other uh, um, social media platform, we're all over Instagram every day, every day, all day, every day. Stories, reels. Fun we can't questions. Get yes. It's a good time. Yeah. So if um, you're listening to an episode and you feel like, huh, I have opinions about some of the, you know, confessionals, pop on over to Instagram because we're asking questions every day to see if you match to what we're thinking. It's been really interesting. It has been. Yeah. 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 So uh, check that out at Wedding Confessionals. Um, that's our handle at Instagram. But let's get into our guest today, Pammy. Yeah. So, Pammy, we have a returning guest. So this lady came on a while ago as a single gal. She did. She came on. And uh, since then, things have changed. A little bit. Yeah. And now she's a married gal. Yeah. So She's um, going to tell us all about it. So formerly Cheryl Massengill, but now Cheryl Webster. Welcome back. Thanks, guys. I'm so happy (laughs) to be back. Welcome back to you guys podcasting again, too. It has brightened my week every week. I get so excited when a new episode comes out and you guys just bring so much cheer to my life. So Yay. thank you for coming back. Hey, we're <laughs> happy to be back. Me back. <laughs> so um, the way the show works for anyone new listening is that we um, have on a guest every week. Well, almost usually it's the yeah. standard format. And we interview the guest about their personal history with weddings. And um, from there, we'll know an idea about who you are so that when we get to the listener submitted confessionals, we kind of know who you are, your personality, where you're coming from. But we don't need to do that because in previous episodes, we already got into your personal history. So we're just going to dive right into the hot gossip of who is this man? How did you meet him? (laughs) Tell us all about it. So um, yeah, so um, were you dating the person you ended up with uh, when when you were last on the podcast? No, I met him shortly after I talked to you guys, actually. So, um, yeah, I so my best friend, Beth, who has also been a guest on this podcast. um, She and I used used to have a podcast called Old Maids, where we talked about being single gals. And one thing we did for the podcast was online dating. (laughs) Yeah, and nice. that's how both of us met our husbands. <laughs> so hey, it works. was it was that like rom com of I, it was just for the podcast, but then I fell in love. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, but I think it was kind of the right attitude to go into online dating, where it's like eh, I don't know, we'll see if anyone's cool, and that's how my husband was too. Um, and then it was pretty quick that we fell in love and got engaged and we are coming up on our second wedding anniversary. So, so wait, um, hold on. We're going to back up yeah. real quick. First of all, what is his name? His name is Daryl. Daryl. We rhyme. Oh, Daryl. Cheryl and Cheryl. Oh, that's so cute. That's really cute. It's really fun. <laughs> Which specific app did you meet on? 
We met on Bumble. Okay, so that's which, the one where the girl has to approve him first, right? Yeah, so the girl the has to message first. Okay. And which sounds great, right? Like less creepy messages, maybe. Oh, <laughs> um, but then you then you have to come up with an opening line like every time. So my opening line to him was, hey, sweet beard. Because he has a really sweet beard. And then that became his nickname on our podcast when we talked about him. He was sweet beard for a while. And I still call him that sometimes. So. <laughs> it's a good beard. Yeah. <laughs> what was it about his profile that made you say, I'm going to message him? I was just messaging a lot of people. So it wasn't really anything about his profile other than like he wasn't holding a fish. Um, he wasn't, it was not a shirtless gym selfie. So like, those were all things he really had going for him was just like the lack of fish and like the lack of shirtless gym selfie really. Um, but it was more just, we started messaging and I just started feeling like I was texting with my friend and like, we just like, I was, I don't know, got along super easily. And then we met in person and he was the same in person and it was like, all right cool I'm on board that's so cool I love that yeah before we get too far into the relationship what is it about the fish photos that you don't enjoy is it the actual (laughs) fish or do you not like fishing do you not want to be fine okay actually Daryl does fish that's fine (laughs) I think it's like what are you choosing for your photo okay and it's just like a bit of a cliche, you know. So although my favorite photo I saw, actually, it was when Beth and I were recording and we were like going through the apps like during an episode of our podcast. And this guy had pictures with his nieces and nephews. And I think he wanted to show like, I'm cool with kids. But then they always like clarify like, but those are not my children. But he also, <laughs> I, think, I don't know if did, he didn't have permission to show their faces or didn't want to show their faces. So he put just boxes over their heads. So just like a white box where their head was. Okay. So it it looked so incredibly creepy and we lost our minds a little bit just because it was like, you look so creepy that you're like hanging out with kids with boxes over their heads. But that's what he was trying to do. But it was just an interesting choice. (laughs) Yikes. So how long after you guys started dating that you guys started talking about marriage? It was pretty quick. We were both in our 30s. He had been married before and we just kind of knew what we wanted and realized like, okay, you're my person. So it was like, honestly, a couple of months when we started talking about marriage and then we got engaged after eight months and then married later that year. So it was like we were together for like 15 or 16 months between meeting and getting married, which I know sounds crazy, but like it worked and we just were like, hey, that's it. But the cool thing is we got married in December of 2019. So good choice. <laughs> now the wire. Wow. Yes. Wow. And we didn't even know. We just felt like that was the right timing. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank I just God for wow. this whirlwind romance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So our newlywed time was also COVID times. And so that's fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we got real tight. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did, how did he propose? Um, he proposed on a hike, which I think is probably also a cliche, but it worked for us. <laughs> it was the first place where he told me that he loves me. And then he took me back on that hike. And then in that same spot, he proposed there. So um, it was a yeah, yeah nice did little... Did you know? Did you have an idea? Around. I had an idea. I knew it was coming soon. Well... Okay, I 100% knew it was coming because we picked out the ring together 
Um, we had already booked our venue and had our date and we're like telling people to save the date unofficially. <laughs> Wait a minute. Before, and before you proposed? <laughs> a venue booked before you proposed? Well, we were like, we're going to get married. We're going to get married in December. And okay. I think just like the ring hadn't arrived yet. But I was oh, like, okay. I'm a planner. And I was like, it's April and we're getting married in December. Like I'm going to plan this thing. And so we went and found this venue. And the part of it is he has a son and I wanted to meet his son and have a little bit of time with him before like being officially engaged to. And so I, it was like around that timing where I was first meeting his son. So I just like wanted a minute with that as well. So, yeah. So it was like, I didn't know how he was going to propose, but like, we were getting married in December, so like it was gonna happen. <laughs> so I like it. Yeah. So December. Why'd you pick December? Um, we had a Christmas themed wedding, so that was the biggest reason. And Whoa. we just like we leaned into it. Santa was there. So that <laughs> Santa that was that pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. We just I feel like so I I work around weddings a lot. I do day of coordinating on the side. I've been in a ton of weddings. Every but everyone's been in a lot of, or around a lot of weddings. That, you know what I mean? Or will in the future. So I felt like my wedding doesn't need to be anything in particular for it doesn't need to be like the traditional wedding experience for anybody. Cause people will go to other weddings and have wedding experiences. And so I was like, well then let's make ours just a really awesome Christmas party. And it's also a wedding because we love Christmas and that sounds like more fun. And so, I mean, it still felt pretty traditional. We had a pretty normal ceremony and everything, but then also we were like, let's just lean into it. And I will say though, picking a theme helps simplify your decision-making process a lot. And it also helps you delegate. Cause like I had a friend who wanted to do centerpieces and I was like, just go with Christmas. I was like, whatever that means to you. It's all going to blend. It's all Christmas themed. And so um, that worked out really well. So we had various homemade Christmas cookies for the, the dessert table that um, yes. we had just friends and family bring. But then also I'm really big into delegation. So I had a friend essentially be like a volunteer coordinator for that. And she was like, how can I help you? And I was like, coordinate the cookies. And I was like, after I get people to commit, I was like, I don't want to go back and forth about what kind about how many they need or anything because that's a lot of work just like coordinating other people yeah. doing things so she just so I like didn't even know what was coming or how much but I was I trusted her so I was like just figure it out and make it pretty on the day of so we had a train on the dessert table that was going around and Cute. we had yeah Santa was for the guest book photos so then everyone got their like Santa photo and it was in early December <laughs> so it was like kind of a fun time to start getting your Santa photos and then um that was like our guest book was like getting photos oh excuse me getting photos of all of our guests with Santa that's so that was really fun. Fun. and then like the presents went under the tree there's a tree there <laughs> <laughs> and then our goodbye people had jingle bells and when we did the recessional so at the end of the ceremony we all danced to the little Charlie Brown song and then went down the aisle <laughs> um what else yeah it was very Christmassy so it was fun did you have a bridal party yes did they wear anything yes. Christmassy they wore um so we both had guys and girls on both of our sides okay so my side were like a dark reddish maroonish 
So like the guy on my side, it was like his shirt, I think. And then with like a gray suit. And then the girls were like dark reddish dresses. Cool. And it was so fun because I got to do like long sleeve, like pretty wintery dresses. So that was really fun. And then Daryl's side wore navy. So we just thought that would be kind of a nice, pretty thing. But then we got married at this. It's called the Lake Wilderness Lodge. It's in the Seattle area. That's where I am. Um, Lodge makes me think of like cabin-y looking. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it it looks cabin-y, but it has this giant, giant window with a lake and trees in the background. And so that was like the background of the ceremony. So we actually did very little decorating because we were like, this is such a pretty setting. And this window is giant that any decorating we do is going to need to be like all or nothing but then the venue actually had decorated for christmas which they emailed me about like a couple weeks before the wedding so if i didn't want a christmas wedding it was kind of like this is you're what getting it's one <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so even like there was this big spiral staircase and we were thinking about doing a garland and then just you know with money with weddings eventually we were like we spent enough on decor we don't need a garland they had one there they had a massive christmas tree in the front and all this stuff so Nice. Just kind of all blended together. So Perfect. it was really, it was fun. Yeah. I love a good theme. Yes. And having <laughs> it with your wedding is amazing. <laughs> well, I love that. It's funny. We were mentioning earlier the whole Instagram stories. Yeah. We recently had a question on a previous episode about holiday weddings. So on mm. the Instagram stories, we did a poll. Not only just do you like weddings that are over holidays, like holiday weekends, like long weekends, but I went through the calendar and we asked each holiday which, you know, holiday are you cool with having a wedding? And New Year's Eve was like, eh, maybe. Valentine's Day was like, eh. St. Patrick's Day, no one cared. But when we got to Christmas, everybody was like, Christmas Day? Absolutely not. But you got the sweet spot of having a yeah. fun Christmas holiday wedding, but not on Christmas Day. Before people yeah. travel. What a dream scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a lot of out-of-town guests. And so um, we, I, we also picked it like it was like a week. A week or two after Thanksgiving, and that's when airfare goes way down. And oh, so yeah. we thought then, like, for our guests to come and spend a little less, hopefully, on airfare. But then also, we love to, like, do, we love to travel anytime. Obviously, that hasn't happened a lot with COVID. But, like, this year, we're going to go to Hawaii for our anniversary. And it was like, cool, that's a great time to travel because, like, no one else is requesting off early December, you know. And so um, it's kind of a nice time for us then, too. So, yeah, Fun. it was it was good. Yeah, but I do want to tell you guys about the stress leading up to the wedding because I've been thinking about it and <laughs> yes. just feeling for, I'm just feeling for COVID brides and grooms a whole lot. But um, I think like I experienced a lot of stress leading up to my wedding and I just learned some good lessons that I thought would be nice to share. Please do. <laughs> yes. Is that because yeah. it was close to like Thanksgiving? So there's, I mean, this time of year is very stressful on its own. And then you add planning yeah. and wedding on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think to the year of 2019 was just a really stressful one for me because during that year, I started the year off by getting a new job that moved me across the state. And then started a whole new job and a whole new line of work and then was in my best friend Beth's wedding. And then I got engaged and was developing a relationship with my stepson and planning a wedding and then became an aunt. And then my fiance moved across the state 
and then we're like moving our stuff in and like and then also had like all these weird complications with like what our honeymoon was supposed to be because we're going to go to Europe and his passport was like not coming through so then we're like also having like travel planning dilemmas on top of just like normal wedding planning it was it was very average wedding planning but it was probably the most stressful year of my life just like all of those changes at once and they were all really positive changes but I think I had to remind myself and kind of relearn during that time that like when you look at the lists of like the top stressors you can have in your life yeah it's a mix it's a mix of positive and negative things and our bodies don't really care if the stress is coming from a positive or a negative place our bodies still respond in the same way and so I just was like needed way more sleep that year. My capacity was way down and I was crying way easier. I had some panic attacks. I mean, it was just, it was a really tough year, even though I was like, I should be so happy right now. All these amazing things are happening in my life. And yet when people would be like, oh my gosh, are you so excited? It just was like (laughs) really difficult to hear that question over and over and feel like, and I'm someone who gets, I get so excited for the future and things that are coming up. And I've planned all these other people's weddings and I was getting to plan my own. And yet also I was like, I just need this to be over. Like the most exciting thing to me right now is that the end is in sight and that like soon I won't be in this stage of life. And yeah, yeah. And so it's just interesting because I think like the best thing people did for me was just like help and not just offer to help, but offer like specific ways that they could help me or just be understanding or like, let me take a minute when I was having a tough time or things like that. And so, um, but I think because of that, like I knew going into my wedding, like this will not be the best day of my life. And I don't think it's really the best day of anybody's life because I don't think the best day of your life needs a coordinator and <laughs> schedule and you know like I think it hopefully it's a really good day but I just think like it was interesting kind of reflecting on that and seeing like oh that's kind of from the media I think and from marketing and just the wedding industry that it like leads you to think it needs to be the best day of your life but I don't even think it was the we- best wedding I've gone to just because like I would so much <laughs> rather be a guest and just get to like enjoy and you know and so And I love events, but I think also like, I also love running someone's event and I wasn't running this event. I got someone else to do it. So I wouldn't have to think about it, but it was just more like the end of a really stressful year. And so it actually took me a long time to look back on it and be happy about it. I think like for a while, I didn't even want to think about it because it felt really negative, even though like it was a good wedding. It just felt negative actually until I had a friend who did videography for me and she edited together this video and she sent it like a while later because she was volunteering to do it for me and it was this lovely video and I just kept crying while watching it and I think it was like it was just really beautiful to see like footage from the day not just photos but then on top of that I think I was like oh it was a good wedding it was a really good wedding and people had fun and it all came together and like I can look on it fondly again but um so I think like now when I talk to engage people, yeah. I just talk to them more like there's someone going through a really hard time where I'm just like, <laughs> you got this, you're going to get through it. How like I'm going to I'm here to help you, <laughs> you know, just because it's like a lot of times I think when people are like getting close to their wedding, they're just like, OK, I think I have everything that I need, but I don't know what I'm missing, you know, and it's just like 
I don't know. It can be, it can be tough for engaged people. And it was, it was a tough time for me. So I think I'm pretty sympathetic to that now, but um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Different than you think, I guess sometimes, but yeah, you feel this, you feel this guilt about not enjoying every moment of it. Yes. And you're like, am I an asshole? Because this feels like a chore sometimes. Like I should love yes. this, right? This, I, I asked for this. I wanted this. Yes. And I should love every, and I'm paying for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why am I not loving every moment of this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I know. I felt like I should just be so happy right now. And yet, like, it was just a lot of positive things that ended up with a lot of extra stress at the time. And, and so I just had to have a lot of grace with myself too, and just like not be too hard on myself during that time. So, um, yeah, I had a friend plan a wedding in three months this summer and he, and I'm friends with both of them and the couple. And I ended up being their day of coordinator because he bartended our wedding as a volunteer. And so I was like, it is my turn to repay the favor. And guess what? I'm nice. coordinating. Do you want me? And so that was really fun. It, and it was like, oh gosh, three months. That's hardly any time. And yet also it's like, man, they, they consolidated that stress. Like, and then they were just done with it. <laughs> so, good, good point. point. Yeah. 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 And then that was like, they just moved on. They were like, you know, it's only a month more of this. And it was like, cool. So not always a bad idea. I guess. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. Quick turnaround. <laughs> well, I like how you said that you delegated a lot. So that helps, you know, mitigate some of the stress when you're just you know, and I think that says a lot about you, how you were able to trust, um, you know, your friends and say, listen, I just make it look pretty like that's really trusting. And not a lot of people, not just brides or grooms, just people have a hard time letting go. So I think that says a lot mm -hmm. about you and your ability to do that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Delegating is huge. That's like probably what I would tell anybody getting married now is like delegate. But I also like in any in any project at work or anything, when you delegate, you have to let your expectations be known up front. And if there's something you really care about being a specific way, say that in the first conversation, be like, this is what I need. Everything else you do, you, you know, and then just like, but yeah, it takes trust in the right people because like one of my friends was going to set up our photo booth and then it was like a month before the wedding and I was texting her about it and she's like, oh, sorry, I don't, I didn't remember even saying I was going to do that. I don't even think I'm coming. Oh and it was God. like, what? oh, wow. And so then all of a sudden I was like shifting that super quickly. So that can happen and, you know, that sucks and then you have to roll with it. So I think it's um, just like checking in with people a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that uh, I heard when we were chatting with Beth um, in a previous episode, just like after we were off the mic, but she mentioned she made your cake. Yes. Yeah, she's crazy because she was my maid of honor. Yeah. And, and flying in cake. from out of town and made my cake. But she, oh, her cakes are so beautiful. She put little a little gingerbread bride and groom on it. Oh, that's so and cute. And little gingerbread trees. Yeah. I can screen share if you guys want some pictures. We definitely <laughs> want to. That needs to go on Instagram if you're comfortable with that. Yes. That sounds yes. awesome. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't, she just, ca just and like casually was like, oh yeah, and, um, well, while I was making her cake, blah, 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 she's in the middle of telling another anecdote. And I was like, I'm sorry, you were making a cake? She's like, yes. yeah, <laughs> of course I made her cake. And as if like everyone does that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's how she talks about her art. It's infuriating because she's so impressive. <laughs> and I know she doesn't like when people get mad about it, but it is truly like, 
but but how did you do that yeah everything she touches <laughs> turns to gold she's a good example though she does cakes for fun and people tell her all the time she should do it professionally she's like no because i want to still like it you know and sometimes and that's actually like i've wondered like should i do day of coordinating professionally I'm like, but right now I do it like two to three times a year and it is a treat when I get to do it. And so there's something to be said for like just having some fun hobbies that kind of are involved in weddings in some ways. So that's a good idea. That's a yeah. Good point. yeah. <laughs> just like you guys are going to MC weddings someday. <laughs> <laughs> Our fucking dream. <laughs> Please let us MC your wedding. If you are listening out there <laughs> and you would like us to MC your wedding, we would happily come. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And we 100%. do a good job. We stay mostly sober. Yes. We would get people on the dance floor. Yes. We would yes. try our best not to like say people's names wrong. We would make sure ahead of time that we had the correct pronunciations. Mm-hmm. We would probably not curse unless you want us to. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, you have okay. children. You're used to curbing it. Oh, uh-oh. Well, Mama says the bad words sometimes. I well, try. you know, let it let it be known up front. Like, hey, some cursing might happen. Are we still cool? You know. No, so. I can I can curb yeah. it. I, I think I can probably do it. We'll find fun little alternative words. <laughs> It'll be a good time. It would be so fun. Yes, we would We would love to MC your wedding. <laughs> We're available. Let us know. Oh Weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. <laughs> I want this podcast to like fully produce a wedding where it's like, okay, Beth has the cake. You guys are the MC. Yes. I will coordinate. Like we're going to get every role with like connections there we go. from this Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. It will be a package that someone can win. Drawing. <laughs> 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 yes. We're good. Yeah, I like it. We'll, we'll start that. We'll start working on that immediately. <laughs> So what would, um, the, the lovely question, of course, is what was your favorite part of the whole experience, the wedding experience, and what was the worst part? Oh, boy. Um, I think I already shared the worst part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, totally. The anxiety definitely was the worst part. Yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, I think just like... I, okay, I have a top two. I think I I planned it with Daryl. Like I did not plan it with my mom. I didn't plan it with Beth. Like he and I planned our wedding together. And I maybe that also added more stress, but I fully stand behind that decision. I'm so happy that we planned our wedding. Um, since he had been married before, he actually told me like he had such little hand in his first wedding. He didn't even know where it was until like well into the planning because it was her and her mom planning it. Oh, and, wow. and, and it's like, and so he was like, I, I want to plan this. Like I want to be a part of it. And so it was great because we really had it reflect us in a lot of ways. And um, also I think it was a really cool thing as a couple, like going through decisions together and compromise and, you know, just like figuring stuff out. Like, what do you care about? What do you not? How are we communicating about this was all like a really good thing in the midst of a stressful time, you know, I think was a great thing for our relationship too. Um, I'd say the other one was that we did a family vow time during the ceremony with my stepson. And that was so special. And I would definitely say like, you have kids and you're blending your families or any form of that. Like that was really important to me. And, um, it was, it was a really sweet moment. And so 
Um, Jack was, my stepson was six at the time. And um, so like we did a little, we did our vows to each other and then we had him come up. And then I, I think I did a vow or we, something like that. And I wrote a little thing to him. And then he's really into rocks or like special, like different things like that. But obsidian is his favorite. And one time he had, we were at like a park or something. And he said that a rock was like a landmark of something. And he's like, this is our park and this is our landmark. So I gave him a rock at the ceremony. And I was like, this is a landmark of my commitment to you as your stepmom. And that was the moment when like he went from a little bit glazed over because there's a lot of people in the room staring at him. So like all of a sudden he got like a smile on his face and it like meant something to him. So that was a special, special moment for us. I would have been crying so hard at that moment at your wedding. Like forget it. Forget it. Isn't that the best though? Making people cry at weddings. It's really fun. That would have gotten me. I got me a little bit right now. (laughs) No, That's adorable. That's really sweet. Yeah. Because it It is about family. You know, that's a huge part of it. That's really yeah. lovely. Oh, that's a good answer, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so oh, sweet. You guys ready to get into confessionals? Yeah. Let's right, do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she is ready. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm always, like, yelling at my phone when you guys are giving your advice in this podcast. <laughs> Tell me, get on the Instagram stories where you get to give all your feedback. <laughs> Tell us if you think we're wrong. <laughs> all right, Pammy, it's time to get into the confessionals. All anonymous. All anonymous. Listener submitted. Keep them coming. We yes, love them. Please do. Um, number one is yours. It is not as wordy as it's been. It's not. It's not one of the longer ones. Okay. Go for it, girlfriend. All right, here we go. Hi, Ruth and Associates. Pam, Brooke, and guest. <laughs> I mean. Okay, best opening ever. You yep. <laughs> Love that y'all came back. I miss listening to y'all. These are your people, Brooke. Yeah, this is definitely a Southerner. Hello. I feel very seen. (laughs) Husband, he, him, and I, she, her, eloped at the courthouse in the fall of 2020. My side knows and are overjoyed, but his doesn't. As he describes it, his mom is controlling and narcissistic, and he can't deal with the fallout. Truthfully, mother-in-law seems to like me enough in the eight-plus years I've been with her son. She never treated me terribly or said anything bad to my face. I had no idea how bad it was until my husband confessed how his mom was when it was just them, the immediate family. His siblings confirmed this as well. Mother-in-law says she doesn't want us to get married yet because we live in different cities because of our careers, but my husband's husband suspects it might also be mother-in-law's refusal to let him go. The level of controlling this woman has over her kids, late 20s, 30s plus years old, all unmarried, include her demanding to be co-owner of their checking accounts, getting really mad when her kids expressed no plans to move back near her, demanding her kids to answer all her phone calls regardless, etc. Because of the possible fallout, husband still doesn't want to reveal our relationship status, even to other family members because of the possibility of an accidental reveal. We will be having a public ceremony and reception in 2022, and our families will meet again for the first time in years. My side knows to keep quiet about it, and the language in Geographic Barry usually helps a lot too. Question. 
Do we still try to reveal our status or do we hide it from all of them forever? Does it really matter? His siblings would be able to keep secret, but I don't know if this would sour our relationship with them since we've been keeping the secret for so long. Are we the assholes keeping his side of family out of the loop, even if it's only his mom and dad who just says yes to whatever his wife wants that could react badly? Sincerely, secretly married for a year. Wow. Holy Secret moly. married. Yeah. So just so I understand this, they are married currently, but yes. they're also going to have their more formal public ceremony wedding. Um Next year. Next year. Mm -hmm. So they really only have to keep the secret for like a few more months. A little bit longer. I mean. But that's part of what um, she is asking is should they should they even reveal it at the public one? Because she oh, said that, that her family knows how to keep it quiet or to keep it quiet. It's just that they keep it quiet forever. So that's like one of the questions. There's a lot of questions here. <laughs> In my opinion... Yeah, let's, well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's do the circle round. Yeah. Do you think that, you, would you, if you were in this woman's position, reveal to the in-laws that you already were married? Pam? Before the wedding or at the wedding? Both. Give us before. Let's do before. Before? Well. Just do the whole thing. What do you think? I don't know. I don't think I would do it before because if I've already been keeping it a secret, like w why do it before? Like if I think you have this public ceremony, um, so no, I would not do it before. Would you do it at the wedding? At the wedding? I don't know. I don't think so. I think this is a, a secret that would go down. I think if that's the choice that I had made, to keep this a secret, and I'm a good secret keeper, so yeah. I I would this would go to my grave. Yeah, she holds on to stuff good. I can tell her <laughs> crazy shit. She locks it up. <laughs> Love it, Cheryl. What do you think? Yeah. What would you do? Uh, so I think they're in a weird middle ground because they already told some people. I think I might be on Pam's side if they had told zero people and they said this was for us, and we know it, and this is our special time that we got married and then everyone else gets to be a part of it but the fact that some people do and some people don't even if she says like they know to keep it quiet there's no way like that i just you start sharing information like it's it will come out at some point and so i think she has the opportunity she and her husband have the opportunity to control how it comes out if they choose to tell at some point Versus being like, oh, we'll just never tell. Because it's like at some point the mother-in-law is going to learn and it's going to be a lot worse if she learns from like some drunk aunt who's like, oh, at last they finally got to have the public. What You know, something. It's, someone's going to say something at this wedding. And wouldn't it be cool if they could say something and could be like, oh, my gosh, isn't it great that like two years later or whatever, we finally get to do this all together and they get to celebrate that aspect of their relationship. Um. I mean, clearly more boundaries need to happen with this mother-in-law regardless. Uh, <laughs> I could yeah. see it being beneficial to not say anything and tell the ceremony if that will help the mother-in-law's reaction, if she's going to have a more civil response because there's a crowd there. And if like, like, let's say it's said like during the ceremony, like, 
unless she's the type of woman who would actually like interrupt the ceremony. But most people will just kind of like be quiet about it and then they'll have some kind of process and they'll get over it, you know? And so um, there's something to be said for that, but he knows his mom best. And so really like he needs to be on board with whatever they end up doing. And then like, if he's like, no, she'll handle it better. If it's like me telling her on the phone, then he should call her and tell her. But if she handles it better in public, then that's an opportunity to maybe like miss getting yelled at or something. So, (laughs) well, that's one thing that the, the, the confession writer mentioned is that, you know, she didn't realize there was a big issue with this mother-in-law. She's always been really pleasant from her again in mixed company. Mom is on her best behavior. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess if, my my thing personally is that when you guys had this wedding earlier, you kind of made the deal that you weren't going to tell. And that was kind of the handshake mm. deal you made with your spouse of like, I don't want to tell my family, do me this solid. It's my family. It's my baggage. You know, help me out. So if he doesn't want to do that, I feel like you should definitely respect his family, his dynamic, yes, and yes. his his choice and dealing with his family because it sounds like he's had a lot of baggage and he's trying to navigate it the best way possible. My apologies, guys. I have to pause because my cat is so close. <laughs> the cat got in the Be- room. Hi, Annie is dangerously close to all the recording equipment. Oh my goodness, she's so cute though. What Crazy a delight! Annie. It's Aww. Ruthie's best friend. Okay, <laughs> hold on a second. If it's not the dog, it's the cat. Y'all. Oh my gosh! I, got a zoo over I love here. this. I should get goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> my dog like, does the guys. same thing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. So sweet. <laughs> Pure animal chaos. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so one is um, respecting his family. The other thing is that um, you know. I don't think you really want to cause the drama right now. If we're talking about just a few months, like if we could just hold it in for a few months, I also don't think telling anybody the day of the wedding, I feel Mm. like there's so much high stress anyway. Well, the pluses and minuses of the plus of telling her at the wedding is like we said, she might be on her best behavior, but it also might really sting her personally in a way that after the wedding and moving forward with the relationship with her it's going to make it maybe a little more difficult. This is now your mm. in-law. She's going to see you as someone who betrayed her, blah, blah, blah. So I really don't, I think that would be potentially kind of callous and a little, you know, because it's probably going to hurt her feelings. Like it sounds like they already know that it's going to hurt her feelings. So if you know that, then I would definitely try to broach it in a way that isn't going to be so thoughtless, even though she Harsh. does have a, yeah, a, a tough relationship with her. If I were her, I would keep my mouth shut now, keep my mouth shut, during the wedding, sometime after the wedding, when everything's kind of died down, you're now officially married to everyone anyway, who really cares? Maybe like Mm. six months to a year later, you just casually bring it up lighthearted, like, oh, for paperwork purposes and insurance and blah, blah, blah. We actually did like a small courthouse thing. You know what I mean? Like, you might be able to bring it up later. I think keeping a secret forever is going to be hard. Yeah, but but what if, because her family knows, Mm -hmm. what if it slips, you know? It might slip. It might slip. <laughs> what do you do in the moment? You just kind of go, oh, you know. Surprise! <laughs> well, you're just like, COVID was crazy. Limited people. I mean, you just have to think on your feet at that point. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Pam's bringing up a good point. Maybe you do 
have a backup plan with your spouse about if it does get out Mm -hmm. before the wedding or on the wedding day, how you guys are going to plan on dealing with it. And by the way, you guys dealing with it is him dealing with it because it's his mother. His mom. Mm -hmm. Not you. Yeah. That's his conversation. (laughs) But but I definitely think maybe, yeah, you're right. We need to have some exit strategies prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a script ready mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But this is fascinating. And also, I think it's really cool that it sounds like your husband came from this kind of, you know, wacky home and still seemed to come out pretty thoughtful and aware of, you know, his situation. So, you know, that's nice. He knows his mom's a little crazy. Yeah, and he's like. trying to navigate it. But, mm-hmm. you know, he still wants to have her in his life and he's yeah. got his siblings. So, like, I just think be sensitive to the situation. But um, definitely tell us how it goes. Yes. Pam is very interested in the idea of it happening at the wedding. Oh. <laughs> just for the I drama. Am Come I on. Am too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We would like to MC the wedding and we can thing. reveal it. <laughs> No, I want it to happen this the way they want it no. to happen. No, I think it, I think I but I do like it on your terms when yes. you're ready, which yeah. it sounds like it is after the ceremony. So yeah, I would just tell everybody, especially if you said there's language barriers and everything. And probably mm. it sounds like your family is probably terrified of this woman. So there's a good chance they're not going to be talking to her that much. <laughs> she sounds a little scary. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, on to number two. Yes. Okay. Dear Wedding Confessionals, I wanted to reach out to you guys and let you know that I absolutely love the Wedding Confessionals podcast. I've been listening for a long time, probably the last year and a half, and it's been great, especially since I got engaged about a month and a half ago. Heart emoji, prayer emoji. I have been binging all the episodes like crazy this past week or two because I unfortunately just lost my grandma. Oh, the podcast episodes have been helping me get through this hard time. And I I greatly appreciate your humor, tips and advice as I am also starting to plan my wedding. With all of this said, I also request your advice. My fiance and I had originally planned to have our wedding on September 19th of next year. We wanted to have a fall wedding and have it on a Saturday, and my fiance's favorite and most memorable number is 19. But my poor grandma passed away on September 19th of this year. Should we stay strong with the September 19th date? Should we avoid September altogether? If we keep the date, it'll be the first anniversary of her passing. Thank you for your advice. Hmm. First of all, Good question. Sorry about your loss. Yeah, mm. and I'm glad that we could be a little little sunshine moment during that. I get it. I totally do that too, guys. When I'm bummed out, I find a podcast and just dive in. That's definitely how I self soothe. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel you, um, guys. What do okay. you think? Well, I I think I think you could still have. The wedding on the date that you choose because that's important to you um, and I think that you can um, dedicate to her memory as a part of your wedding you know feeling feeling her energy there with you um, and then it's also it doesn't have to be a sad reminder every year on your wedding anniversary it can also be a good reminder of her memory for years to come. So I think that you can go with that date still. Cheryl, what do you think? I totally agree with that. I think there are so many really sweet ways to honor people who have passed at weddings. Um, I even was just working at a wedding where 
They had several grandparent pictures in seats in the front rows. Um, and, and that was so lovely just to like, here's some family members who are with us, you know, in spirit and memory and just being able to like honor that legacy is really sweet. And so, um, I, or like I shot a wedding a couple of years ago where, um, the bride had a little locket hidden inside her bouquet with a picture of her mom who had passed. And so she was like, I want my mom with me here. She is. So, um, I think it can be really sweet. I think, I mean, you know, yourself, if you're going to be crying about it a lot on your wedding day, maybe don't, <laughs> but I think a year's also a long enough time that I think it can just be like a really nice memory. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that the only caveat that I have is to double check with the parent whose parent this is. So if this is your grandmother, it's either your father, your mother's mother. I would just double check with your parent just because if it really is going to be a thing where you're really close to your parent on that day, they're just going to be kind of out of it. You know what I mean? It might be worth checking in with them to be like, do you think this is a good idea? I mean, it just kind of matters what your level of closeness with your parent is. But if that's going to be a thing, and again, the extended family, because family's coming, you know, this is a family event usually. So if you have a lot of these family members that was close to this grandmother that are going to be coming to this event, it can be a plus or a minus depending on, you know, the sensitivity of what's going on in the situation. I imagine, again, a grandmother makes me feel like, you know, she's lived a long life, like, you know, let's honor her, that hopefully with a year past, it could be a plus because it could be a time for family to gather that day and how nice to kind of like, you know, have a little kind of like memorial for her, potentially even have a moment before the ceremony, maybe where the family gets together and takes, you know, maybe just like if you're religious, you have a moment to have a like quick prayer together and think about grandma or you have a quick moment in the ceremony. Again, if you want to honor her in a positive way. But again, the only negative like I think of like maybe not is just double checking with the actual parent, because if they're going to be a mess and you know your parent, you know what I mean? And hopefully you have a good enough relationship with them that you can kind of, you know, kind of feel out how they would be in that situation. But I, I agree with you guys. A year is a long time. And I think it's a good opportunity also to just kind of focus on the positive in her and celebrate her a little bit. And, you know, maybe you could, yeah, if there's something that, like you were saying with the, the locket, if there's potentially something that your grandmother has that you could potentially wear or have on you, you yes. know, and, you know what I mean? I think that would be really special and cool. Um, but yeah, I don't think you should feel too guilty as long as the rest of the family is chill with it. And my guess is, my guess is they probably would be I yeah. mean, check, but I think it's not insensitive at all. And also it's cool that he has a lucky number. I don't, do you have a lucky number? I, I have numbers that I like. What's your, give me your favorite numbers, Pammy. Let's learn about you. <laughs> eight. Like, eight. I love eight. Really? Yes. Lottery number? Um, I, I, I like eight because if you turn it on its side, it's infinity. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> Cheryl, do you have any favorite numbers? Nice. I was born on the 13th, so I tend to just like choose 13 if I need to choose a number for anything. But I'm I'm not really like a lucky number person, but I feel like to me, the priority would be like, if he really likes this number and he's a type of person who even has a lucky number, let, let that be his anniversary. Like good for him, you know? So, yeah. He'll never forget yeah. it. He won't forget it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
but like i know we got married on the 19th so (laughs) (laughs) my favorite number i the second favorite is 10 just because it's like the first of like the double digits and it Mm -hmm. felt like important when i was a kid like turning 10 oh yeah 10 just seems like i like between one and 10 like 10 is like really powerful but um my favorite number i think is 25 because of christmas when i was a kid so Christmas wedding, I would have, yeah, <laughs> 25. Um, yeah, whatever, like when I played sports, I'm like, is 10 or 25 available? Like, of like the, you know. <laughs> um, uh, confessional number three. Yep. Number three is All one right. of our favorite numbers. <laughs> Hello, ladies. I'm new to your podcast, but I'm already in love. I have a dilemma and I hope you can help me with it. My sister is in a wheelchair, and I want her to be my maid of honor, but I'm afraid that she won't be able to get into shops and do activities that I'd want to do, and if it's outside and it has rained, her chair will sink into the mud. I feel like a jerk, but if I wanted to do something out of town, I couldn't. I want to almost co-op my maid of honor with my best friend, but I don't want hurt feelings or cause more drama in my family. They're already insane. I'm just not sure if I should just co-op the role, have my sister, my best friend, or no maid of honor at all. I want some third-party insight. Love is always crazed and confused. Interesting. Interesting. Thoughts, everybody? What do you think, Pammy? Oh, I have lots of thoughts on this one. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, I think... I mean, in in my mind, I I don't have a sibling who's in a wheelchair, so I don't know what you're going through or how you're feeling. Um, and I feel that this may be new. I think this wheelchair situation might be something new that she's not used to because I feel like if it was something that maybe if had been longer, you know, you would know that a wheelchair can go almost anywhere. Right. If she, if her sister had been wheelchair bound her entire life, the whole family would at that point be into understand how to navigate yes. that situation. I agree. Yeah. Yes. So um, I don't think you're a jerk in trying to figure out how to navigate this, but I think in my opinion, as always communicate, you know, if it's too much for your sister, say, you know, you can say, I want you to be this. Is it too much for you? Do you want my best friend to help you? You know, and just have it a conversation so that feelings don't get hurt. I think that it can be, you know, you can have your feelings known that you want her to be it, but the maid of honor. But I think that, you know, just let her decide, you know, how she feels about it and if she can take that on. Yeah, that's a good advice. Cheryl, what do you think? I think that's really good insight that maybe she hasn't always been in a wheelchair because I was wondering, like, haven't you already faced this in some ways in your life then? So, yeah, maybe it's newer or maybe this is just like an overwhelming time where she's like, I've never had to pick a venue for a thing before. Um, But I think what's interesting about like the title of Maid of Honor or like any title of like a bridal party is such an interesting dynamic and your friendships during that time I I had to have a tough conversation with a friend who I wasn't going to ask to be a bridesmaid but she assumed she was and I had the thought of like do I just have her be one because it would be easier and then ultimately I was like no I, I need to go with my gut I need to like stick to this decision I made and it was one tough conversation and then also like she was still she did my makeup for the wedding it was still like a lovely part of it and 
we have a good enough friendship that she was able to get over that too. But I think what's interesting about being a maid of honor is like, there's not a necessarily a set job description or like her examples of going in a shop or activities or the venue. I'm assuming, wouldn't she still like go to those things ideally if she wasn't the maid of honor like if she's a bridesmaid like she'd still have to go to the venue and deal with the ground or like hopefully she could still go dress shopping with you even if she's not your maid of honor so I think these are dynamics regardless of that so I would say as far as whatever role you want her to be just go with what you really think she should be even if she can't go to everything like she doesn't that doesn't mean like she can't if she doesn't fulfill these duties she can't be your maid of honor again yeah it's just communication but if it's outdoors, there are so many venues that have patios that have, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of websites for venues, like say if they're ADA compliant, I think that's a great thing. Just what a lovely opportunity for you to be an advocate for your sister and be calling places and say like, Hey, are you guys ADA? What does this look like? What is it like when it rains there? What are your bathrooms like? Or finding shops that are, I mean, there's more and more that are these days. And so I think, um, walking through that with her would be a really lovely thing. And then also just, yeah, expectations. Like if she can't do something, then like that's what other bridesmaids are for too. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, uh, I was thinking also is that two things I was thinking. One was that um, you could also, you know, again, when I think communicating with your sister and your best friend, it could be that you give the title of maid of honor to your sister but maybe some of the nuts and bolts things where you need more help with where your sister, and it might just be an energy thing. I don't, we don't really know her overall health. We know that she's wheelchair bound, but there are a lot of different categories that fall into that. So if there is some other illness on top of this, where it's like, this is just a lot to put on my sister of what she can physically handle. There's a good chance that your bridesmaid, your best friend would probably be completely chill with just having the label bridesmaid, but maybe do more of the choring to help the sister out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you have a good friend and they're here to help you, like, you know, label be damned, like your friend, you know, would just do the hair and makeup. Like, it's cool. Like, you know, like whatever the label you give me for the formal thing, my overall goal is to help you. So I think if you're communicating with your best friend, you're communicating with your sister, you can do it in a lot of ways to not hurt people's feelings. As long as everybody's coming from a place of honesty and love, I think it'll be fine. And I also, yeah, I just want to back up Cheryl with this idea of every business that you're going to potentially go to wants your money. If you tell them, hey, I have a sister who has a wheelchair. Is it is your shop able to accommodate? There's a good chance they're going to be like, we will make it accommodate. Yep. Like, we <laughs> want your money. We want you yes. to come buy your desk yes. at our shop. We want you to have this restaurant be your reception hall. Like, people are really into it. Also, especially when you think of more of like the venues, you know, there are a lot of people that have like elderly grandparents that are wheelchair bound. And like, there's so many different, you know, handicaps that are out there that most places are usually equipped even when you just walk into the untrained eye can't really see there's a lot of probably ramps and stuff that they can put up or uh, a track they can lay down like there's probably stuff that you don't know about that they could easily lay out that looks seamless they've done a million times you know like I think that potentially this whole like Pam was saying that potentially this whole world of having a wheelchair seems kind of newer to you. So it's a little bit intimidating and it's making the world feel small and limited. And I think that it's a lot bigger than you think once you start looking. It's just a matter of kind of looking. And I say, yeah, include her as much as she can physically and as much as she wants to get her out there, man. Let her know that like the world is still hers and she shouldn't feel locked up and limited just because she's got some wheels. 
That's just some that's just some cool wheels, man. Yeah. Decorate it fun for the <laughs> wedding. Decorate that wheelchair, man. Absolutely. Yes. Into it. Yeah. Like make yes. it fun. A bachelorette party, decorate it with fun little pink stuff. You know what I mean? Like, have fun with it. Like, I, I say, have as much fun as you can. And if you love your sister and you want to include her, get her out there, man. Well, and honestly, this probably won't be the last time in her life that she could do this for her sister. I am guessing from here on forward, she will have that filter when she enters a space. I'm guessing eventually she'll be able to really quickly tell, like, could my sister enter this space easily? What is there a ramp? Are there any, like, even like single stairs or anything? There will probably be other times in life where she will have to help her sister out with that. And won't that be awesome if she can become someone who can like see the world through that. And maybe her sister gets married someday and she's like, I already know all the venues that you can go to. And so there's a lot of potential there too. Yeah, I absolutely. Agree. Right on. All right, guys, you guys ready to get into bridal breaks? Yeah. Yes. Bridal breaks for any of our new listeners are suggestions we give not only to brides, but anyone helping to plan with a wedding of things to do that have nothing to do with wedding planning so that you can take a minute and not be stressed out. Uh, Cheryl can tell you that that's a good thing to take a break from being stressed out. (laughs) Yes. Um, Pammy usually gives a beverage. I usually do something pop culture-y and then our guests are just... I mean, who knows? Wild card. It yes, really is, it is fun. Enough. It's fun to see what they pull out. So, Pammy, what do you got for me? Um, I, again, yes, it is a drink. I found this on aspiringwinos.com. I love the name of that website. <laughs> <laughs> and this, because it is so near Thanksgiving, I found a Thanksgiving margarita. And oh. yeah, it sounded really good. Sounds great. This is, I mean, you know, anything around the fall is going to have apple, sure. pear, cinnamon. So, I mean, yeah, this this is not surprising. It's apple cider, pear juice, tequila, Grand Marnier, margarita salt, simple syrup, and cinnamon sticks for decoration. And if you cannot find pear juice, you can use ginger ale instead. Oh, but like pear juice in a jar. I just thought you'd just take a pear and just, I guess you can't really squeeze a pear. My dumb ass was squeezing a pear mentally during this. <laughs> you were? <laughs> well, You're going to be there for a while. It? And I'm very funny and I'm very nice. <laughs> but as we discussed before, I was not in the gifted program. <laughs> okay, that sounds yeah. lovely. It well, sounds now I want to try to find pear juice in stores. Is that a seasonal thing? That sounds yummy. No. Okay. But. Should be there. That sounds yummy though. Even I the ginger ale. Mm-hmm. I'm in. That sounds lovely. Sounds good to me. I'll try it this Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> right. That'll be like Thanksgiving appetizers, <laughs> just this margarita. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Uh, Cheryl, what's your bridal break? So mine is, it, it actually was my real life example of the thing that had nothing to do with wedding planning that happened right before my wedding. And it was a surprise that my um, husband did for me. It was like, five days or it was like the week leading up to our wedding that he got tickets for this um gosh this event that was at the Mariners Stadium in Seattle they like turned it into this I forget if they called it like enchanted or some it was a big like Christmas event that they had so there was ice skating on the actual like field they set up like an ice skating rink and then they had all these little vendors so it felt like a little like Christmas market where you could get different like food or crafts or different things like that. And so we just went to this event. I mean, it was 
kind of a busy time, but it was so nice just having this evening where it was like, we're just going on a date to do something really fun and festive. And we're just going to go get some good food and drinks and have fun together and just like enjoy us and enjoy a fun little Christmassy event. And I love surprises. So it was also so special to me that I just knew like he was taking me to do something, but I had no idea what it was. And so that was just, if you know someone getting married, plan a fun surprise for them. That's distracting and non-wedding related because it's a ball. So yeah, it's fun. I, I love that. I think they do. They, I, I know out in LA, I've seen a bunch of places. Um, one of the, I think all the botanical gardens do these light shows during Christmas time, and the zoo here does yes. as well. Mm-hmm. And they're very cool. So I would definitely our wear, zoo does too. Yeah, yeah. So I think wherever you are located, double check your botanical garden because during the winter sometimes they have these light shows. Or yeah, maybe the night zoos, man. They're fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's so fun. Oh, that's so cute and cuddly and cozy wintry stuff. I say that we're in LA. It's like 82 degrees here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my my bridal break is um, it's on Hulu. It's a series that I discovered uh, during the whole lockdown. We're just watching anything and everything on television. We're just slowly going through all of Netflix, all of Hulu. Um, So on Hulu, there is a show um, called Britain's Best Home Cook. And it is one of the hosts is Mary Berry, who was one of the original judges from the Bake Off show. Mm. So after there was some sort of kerfuffle when they like switched to different networks or something and some of the people left and Paul Hollywood stayed and she anyway. So she ended up on this show with uh, a couple of their new judges and a new host or whatever. But the show isn't just baking. It's um, the whole meal. So they'll do like a breakfast. They'll do a big Sunday roast dinner. They'll do. So they do sometimes do a baking in it, but they do cook everything. Also, it's done indoors, but the lighting and the set, the first year set, season one sets just okay. But season two, they actually, clearly the show did well and they upped the budget and it became really cool. Um, um, but it's really cute. Also, there's a celebrity version of it, which for us Americans is fascinating because you won't know any of the, celebrities. Know the celebrities. It's just like, super charming British people that are great on camera. <laughs> I guess like, because they, you know, and they're professionalized, mm-hmm. whatever they do are usually like, you know, they're celebrities. So um, there's a celebrity version as well. Um, the other thing that's interesting is that in the latest season, because it's during the pandemic, they had to like basically sequester Mary Berry. So they built this like platform for them to look over. <laughs> so she kind of like has a balcony where she gets to like peer over and watch everybody. But it's really cute. It's the same vibe where like, you know, the stakes are low, everyone's emotions are, you know, are high, and everyone's helping each other. Like, it's that same vibe. Only I find it really helpful because I do bake a little bit, but I'm more of like a a dinner cook type person. Mm -hmm. So you get some really cool ideas for dinners from them. I actually have like been inspired to make yeah certain dinners based off of that show. So it is on, I'm sure it's available in England and like normal channels or whatever. But uh, in America, it is on Hulu. Nice. Yeah. So that's my that's my Bruno. I have to check that out. Yeah, it's really cute. It's great for kids. Yeah, it's really family friendly. Um, Pammy. Yes. We have to say thank you to Cheryl for coming on our show. Yes. Thanks for coming Thanks, back, guys. girl. Plug your podcast. Oh my gosh! So what's really fun about my podcast is that the idea came from the last time I was on your podcast, um, and that we. 
we were kind of joking about me having a travel podcast and then I was telling my friend Ryan about it and I was like yeah I was on wedding confessionals and we were talking about having a travel podcast and then out of my mouth just came and I should do it with you <laughs> and so we started a travel podcast and it's been going for almost I think we're with Jennifer three years now yeah. um it's called take me with you and um we quickly realized we should not just share about our travels because we would run out of content like <laughs> not too that long into the podcast. And also we were like, it sounds fun to plan people's trips, but that's a lot of work. So what we do is um, every episode we interview a guest about a trip they took. And it's so fun because I feel like a lot of times when you have like a friend or a coworker or someone take a trip, you're like, oh my gosh, tell me everything about it. And they tell you like about a minute, 30 seconds to a minute of information about it. And then you get distracted and onto another conversation or something, and you never really get to hear about their trip. And I want to hear everything about travel. Like, tell me, like, where did you stay? How did you plan? Like, everything. And so it's so fun because we, like, dive into it and hear about one trip that somebody took and everything about it. And so um, we love that. It's really fun. Our podcast has been all over the globe. And then at the end of every episode, we have a segment that we pretty much stole from you guys um <laughs> you have bridal breaks i love bridal breaks so we have a segment called wish you were here and each um ryan myself and our guests each share one travel attraction from anywhere in the globe totally unrelated to their travel story and so i was relating a lot to you guys trying to think of another bridal break because i had like I was like, where is everywhere I've ever gone? Because it's the only place like, I've been to that I'm sharing. Yeah. I'm like, ah, this restaurant, that was cool. <laughs> but it's so fun. So right now we've been doing kind of like a re-release series for a while. We took all those Wish You Were Here's. There's hundreds of them. And we grouped them by location. So there's like a Boston episode where it's like things that guests on our podcast have said you should do when you're in Boston and so it's been really fun to like regroup those by location and just kind of revisit things so um it's it's a ball it's and then new podcasts coming in January as well um also with Ryan so so exciting yeah that's so fun and I got to go on it you'll have to have Pam on I talked yes. about wine who's surprised I talk about going wine tasting <laughs> <laughs> I have it a, was so fun I have an RV trip that oh my I could God. talk about Pam can give you some Pam's traveled a lot actually. Mm. yeah 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 I love it she's done a lot of traveling I was thinking your Barcelona trip but that could yeah. be too yeah she's done a lot of stuff nice um yeah Pam and that RV <laughs> she's a trooper with kids yes and dogs oh and two huskies oh boy cross country wow wow <laughs> seven thousand miles and you guys all still love each other we do it was really fun they, they loved awesome. it yeah <laughs> Yeah, they loved That's it. It's so cute. I yeah, love it was it. fun. <laughs> are you doing it again this year or are you flying? We're flying this year. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on our show. Yeah. Um, before we go, would you like to witness me quiz my co host about our show? Can I tag team with her and see if I can list some of them? <gasps> yes. Yes. Hold on. I'm going to give him a clipboard. You could quiz me <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Let's, you know what? Pam's going to love that. Do you, yes. you approve? <laughs> 100%. Of course, Pam. Thank you, Cheryl. Slacker. Yes. You're now my favorite guest. <laughs> oh, man. This is like, did you guys, did you guys talk ahead of time about this? <laughs> Pam, you're never going to learn if you don't practice. <laughs> Why does she need to learn? This is right? like so weird. 
weird, like, imposed information on her. <laughs> this is Brooke's form of torture. It's true. It's how I show love. This is my love language. <laughs> Quizzes. <laughs> Sometime, Pam, you need to just grab that clipboard and quiz Brooke mm. and be like, Next your episode. turn. Did you learn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll find out that I do know the phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know the number at all, though. Oh, we'll about yep. to find out. <laughs> oh, Cheryl. Yikes. Um, what is the name of our uh, website? Weddingconfessionals.com. From there, you can find links to all of our social media handles. Where are we on social media? Instagram and for some reason, Pinterest. And um, <laughs> I want to say Facebook and Twitter, probably. What's the new one? We're on a new one. Are you guys one. on TikTok? We have two whole yes. TikToks. We're diving on in. <gasps> Two TikToks. Yeah, we're taking <laughs> over TikTok with our two tick. We're working. We're gonna get more. We're, we're just tick and talk right now. Yeah. That's it. Now we go back to ticking again. <laughs> um, from there, you can also find uh, all of our show notes for every episode. So if you ever, you know, we ever say, "Oh, it's in the show notes." Check there. Um, also, we would love for you guys to send us um, confessionals. So they are always anonymous. There are three different ways to send us confessionals. Um, one is the email. Our email address is what, Cheryl? Oh, she is cheating. I saw the screen light up. On- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm wearing glasses. You can yeah. see the <laughs> Wedding confessionals at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is the phone number? Six seven eight triple nine eight two one two. Correct. Four three four nine three three two six six three. Four three four nine three three two six six three. Or on our website, the the way you can tell us without a phone number or an email address is to go there and click on what's the name of the tab. Tell us your secret. Tell us, Tell your, us secret. your secret. You're doing so well. Yes. I'm impressed. <laughs> also, uh, we would love for you to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. What rating do we prefer, Cheryl? Oh, no. <laughs> she paused. It froze. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get her back. Hold on. Thank you for calling us back, Cheryl. You just lost power in the middle of the quiz. I know. That's how badly I wanted to exit the quiz. <laughs> she really didn't want to do it. Yeah. It's a thing. So you're now talking to us in the dark on your phone. Yeah. So I have the flashlight turned on on my phone. So there's like a weird light coming out of my ear onto the wall. The commitment so that, that you flat, have to but... finish the last three minutes of this podcast. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Cheryl. You're such a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great on our end what happened, just so you know, because, you know, it's the Zoom or whatever. And the question was, you know, what rating do we want you to give us on Apple Podcasts? And you were about to say five stars, but you paused. We hope. And Pam <laughs> goes, d- did like a hand up, like five like fine trying to give you a hint and then you weren't moving and we were like how is she not and they were like oh wait i think that's frozen <laughs> to be like, this is an easy question <laughs> so we're going to assume for that question the answer was five stars <laughs> yes yes um, besides apple podcast cheryl do you know any of our other uh podcast providers where you could find our show Give me, give me three. I do. Well, we'll, let's see how far I can go. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to say Spotify. Yes. Um, I'm going to say Stitcher. Yes. Um, Pocket Cast. Yes. Cast Box. Yes. Um, what do I listen to it on? <laughs> Pod Kicker. Are you guys on Pod Kicker? Maybe. Oh, I gotta look that um, one up. There's let's another see what pod. Else. Oh, Pam, um, this is great. Is you there a Google good. Play one? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's what I got for you today. What I love about this is that Pam <laughs> thought it was great to let you take over for her on this quiz. And what you ended up doing is finding Adding another, another podcast provider to add to the list. <laughs> Thanks, Cheryl. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, Pammy. <laughs> um, the other podcast providers not listed by Cheryl, the champ who called us back in the dark. <laughs> The other podcast <laughs> providers are Amazon Music, Audible, Castro, Deezer, Downcast, iHeartRadio, Overcast, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podbean, Pod Paradise, Podtail, Podcast Attic, Podcast Land, Podcast Republic, Radio Public, TuneIn, YouTube, and you can find us using Just Your Voice with Alexa and Siri. Woo! What a dramatic ending. I know. I feel like we're so privileged over here with our with our lights. We got every light on in this room right now. It's so do, rude actually. to Cheryl. <laughs> She's in the dark. I know. Oh, buddy. Well, I love that your answer was, well, I'm just going to go to sleep, I guess. <laughs> Daylight savings time hitting you super hard. Right? Lights out. I know. I'm I'm very aware of how dark it is outside now. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you so much for coming on our yes. show, Cheryl. Thank you, guys. It was such a pleasure. I'll, I'll write in with my little stories now in the future. <laughs> yes. Now, yeah, you're Please. in that wedding world. Let's hear it. Yeah. And Sherry, sure. I will see you next time. Bye. Right. Bye. Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song. And David Kantrowitz for our fantastic logo. And Ramsey Millette and Brian Maylard for their technical support. If you want to learn more about our show, where you got to go, Pam? Check out our website, weddingconfessionals.com. That's it, girl. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.